Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. This morning, the title of my message is The Word of the Lord. Amen. Precisely what came to my spirit was the word of the Lord came to. And it kept on ringing in my spirit. And this is a word the Spirit of God ministered to me. And I read from 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 to 16, and then the verse 24. It's quite a long reading, but as I always say, the word is good. Amen. The Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him. Now if the Bible is yours, underlining, and the word of the Lord came unto him. Underline that. If you have an iPad or whatever, highlight it or underline it. And the word of the Lord came to him, because that's the thrust of the message. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went, and underline the word of the Lord there again, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had not been rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, underline that, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow there, a widow woman there, to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and he came to the gate of the city. Behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel, that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Fear not. Go and do as you have said, but make me a little cake first and bring it to me. And after that, make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, underlying that, the bowl of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did it many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord, underline that, which is spoke by Elijah. And the woman said to Elijah, 
Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Somebody clap your hands for the reading of the word of God. The reading itself explains the message. The Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, the word of God came to Elijah saying, which implies that God speaks. Amen. God speaks. There are people who serve gods who have no have, who have mouth but don't speak. Eyes but can't hear. Yes. Eyes but can't see. Yes and cannot hear. But we have a God who speaks. Amen. God speaks. God speaks. Tell somebody God speaks. Psalm 62 verse 11 says that God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this. The power belongs to the Lord. God speaks. And in fact, God spoke the whole world into being. The whole world came into being as a result of God speaking. Saying light be. And light came. He spoke the world into existence. Amen. And when God created man, he didn't speak man into existence. He, he formed man. He created man. But after he created man, we see one of the first things God does that he spoke to man. He spoke to Adam and Eve. Bible said God blessed them and said to them. So that means God had a conversation with the first man and first woman. Amen. And said to them, be, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, giving them instruction as to how they ought to live, what they ought to do giving them an idea of how he wanted it to be for them. Amen. God communicated with man in a way that man could clearly understand. Amen. And God still does the same. God is still communicating. God still speaks to man in a way that we can clearly understand. God speaks to all of us. God speaks to us in different ways. But he speaks. Amen. We don't have a God who is deaf and dumb. We don't have a deaf and dumb God. We have a speaking God. He speaks. God speaks to us by the rhema. Amen. The, the word that we hear within our spirit. God speaks to us by the logos. That's a written word that you have in your hand. God speaks to us sometimes by intuition. What you feel within. Some, some God also speaks to us by an inner witness within. And, and, and like how he spoke to Elijah at a point. Sometimes by a still small voice. He speaks. But God speaks. Sometimes God speaks also through other people. God speaks through situations. God speaks. He speaks. He's still speaking. Amen. The problem is not that God isn't speaking. The problem is that man is not hearing. Amen. But Bible says the word of God came to Elijah. That means that Elijah had a communication link with God. Amen. Communication is a two-way two street. We, when we communicate, we, we send a message. And we receive message, either by words, body language, eye contact, whatever. Communication can be in so many ways, but it's the sending of a message. But we hear in the word that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. That means that Elijah had a communication link with God. He was a prophet. You could hear clearly from God. Amen. And hearing from the, from the Lord is key. Tell somebody, hearing from the Lord is key. In your life. Yeah. Hearing from the Lord is key. 
and, and daily we, we are recognized that it's so important that we should hear from the Lord. Because when, if you can hear, and when you hear from the Lord, your feet can be delivered from many snares and many traps. You know what Dr. Rubin said? He heard from the Lord. Why he woke up at that time was the Lord who prompted him. Why he felt the need to go down and pray. It was the spirit of God. It was a hearing, a feeling, an intuition, a witness. But God was speaking. So we must be sensitive to the speakings of God. When God is speaking, you must be sensitive. You are walking in the night. You feel like praying. Don't say, tomorrow I have a business day. Pull the duvet no, more snugly around you whilst your air condition is blasting. Sleep some more. God says, wake up and pray. That's an issue. We must hear God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hearing the word of the Lord is key. See, because the word of God is directional. Amen. The word of God is instructive. Whenever the word of God comes, it comes to give direction. It comes to instruct. It instructs us in, in, in what we ought to do directs us in the way that we ought to go. Psalm 119, the longest psalm in the Bible, the verse 11 says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Instructive. said, because I've hidden your word in my heart, it, it, it instructs me not to sin against you. Amen? The same 119, 105, says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Also, what it, it shows the way. Amen? Directional. It shows the word of God directs him, makes his pathway clear, makes everything visible. And the more you imbibe the word of God, your understanding becomes deeper in life. Wisdom comes. Wisdom is God. God is wisdom. And God is his word. The more you take in the word of God, the wiser you become. Amen? So that your word, your word, your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. People are walking in darkness because they lack the word of God. And so darkness envelops them. But when you have the word of God and you hear the word of God, that word of God becomes light to you. Things that were not obvious become so obvious. Sometimes people are speaking, I'm looking, I know they are lying. How do I know? It's the word. So he, she's lying. But I'll listen. I say, oh, sorry. Bele. But I know you lie. Because the word of God will give that instruction within. Hallelujah. The word of God. The word of God comes to us all the time. But in, in the case of this word, this scripture that I just read, the word of God came to Elijah in a time of need. He himself had called for famine in the land to punish Israel for their sin. So he, he called for famine. To punish them and to show them that God is God. That God has power and authority over all things. But, of course, after calling for famine in the land, he himself needed to be sustained. So what does he do? What do you do in time of trouble? What do you do when you don't know what to do? Because there are certain times you don't know what to do, but you got to do something. Something needs to be done, but you don't know what to do. And so in time or in the time of need, it is necessary that we seek the word of God. Because solutions lie in the word. There's no problem without a solution. To every problem, there's a solution. And the solution is found in God. 
and the solution is found in the word either in the logos or as you pray God will minister to you one way or the other God will speak to you solutions lie in the word of God so God said to him get up and go eastward very directional he said go anywhere he said get up go towards the east that is where sustenance is people are moving to places where there's no sustenance people are in jobs that will never be a blessing to their lives and they are in the job because they see others doing it and things that is nice but that is not your place that is not your area amen just because everybody is doing it doesn't mean that you have to also do it there's a direction that you have to take and it is your direction the direction that God will give to you that will bring you blessing one day I asked God that God give me money how do I get money he said your wealth is in your pen and this week I had a, a text Pastor John saying the same thing then I had a call from Sister Pell one early morning Apostle, Apostle, I've got a word for you same thing and I love, I said the confirmation because there's something that I have written that your wealth is in your pen. So I know that the money I'm going to get in life is from writing. <laughs> Not from selling Kobe. So if I hear people are selling Kobe or exporting Kobe, I can't get up and say I'm going to export Kobe. I will start with that. I am totally useless at business. You give me something to sell. I will dash it away. Don't try me. Don't bring anything that sells for me. Because I will give it away. I will even remember who bought any. <laughs> to go and ask for my money back. It's not me. I don't even think about it. Mine is this. The weight. This is what God has called me to. So you, you ought to know the direction that God is leading you to. And even though maybe sometimes the direction may not seem in your mind as wisdom. Or as the right thing. Because you see, the heart, Bible says, is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Your heart will fight you when you want to yield to the direction of God. Because God is saying this, but your heart said, no, but you know how I don't want to marry a pastor. This boy is a pastor. But God said, this is your husband. Or maybe, you know me, I don't want to be a pastor's husband. So this woman, I don't want to marry her. But that is your wife. So don't let your heart get in the way of the direction of God. Like go, get up and go eastward. He pointed the place eastward and hide yourself by the brook Shiraz. That is before the Jordan. Clear instruction. It's like a map. GPS. You can't miss it. God is not fuddled in his instruction. No. When God is giving you instruction, it is clear. And so let me give you a tip. When you are asking or you ask God for something, and your spirit is not set, you're not clear, it's like you're confused. Don't move. Stay there. Stay in that place and keep on praying until you have that release, that witness, freedom. Then you know that it's clear. But when you are praying about something and it's like, do it, don't do it. Should I, should I not? Don't move. Just stay there. Because when the instruction of God comes, it is clear. You will not struggle. You will know it. So he said, go to the brook Cherith. And, and it shall be. He tells me what's going to happen there. That when you, that you drink of the brook. And I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Ravens are miserable birds. They are wicked. 
They don't even feed their babies. They are mean-spirited birds. They, they are selfish. They don't feed their young. But God is telling this man that I've commanded ravens to feed you. Ravens? But you see, that, what you are, when God speaks, nobody can, you know, disobey it. Even though it looks very unlikely, how can bears come and feed a human being? But the Bible says that, so he went. He was obedient to it, okay? And so he went according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith. That's before the Jordan. He also did the same thing. He didn't turn to the left or turn to the right. The reason why your breakthrough is so long coming is because you are always turning to the left and turning to the right. It's because you are so strong-willed and self-willed. I, what I want, me, I, I, I. Can we put down our will for a little bit and seek the will of God? Church, can we? This is not being sought to. It be plain talk. And truly, there was a fulfillment of the word of God. Bible says, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh, bread and meat. Where did they get it from? But they brought him bread and meat in the morning, breakfast, heavy breakfast, and then dinner. The ravens knew they should come and feed this man of God. And they fed him morning and evening, and he drank of the brook. And Bible said it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain. Okay. And Bible said, and again, the word of God came to him. You see, God doesn't leave us on the ledge. I always say that if God called you, he will sustain you. If God picked you from the miry clay and set your feet upon the rock, you can be sure that he will take care of you. Ah, I said, God will take care of you. God will take care of somebody in this household. The person who said the loudest, amen. amen. Hallelujah. God will keep you. God is watching your back. Hallelujah. So the word of God came to him again. He said, now the brook is dried up. Things have changed. There's a change in the atmosphere. So get up. Now go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon. Again, clear instruction. And stay there. And behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he did. He rose, went to Zarephath. And as soon as he got to the gate of the city, lo and behold, there it was. A word being fulfilled. The woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. As she's going, say, Hey, madam, and add a little kick. <laughs> Elijah now, he, he acts in faith in the word of God. God said, Go. You, I've commanded a widow man to feed you. So he goes by faith. And as soon as he gets, he sees the woman. So that, that's my meal ticket. So he said, give me water. Just to break the ice. They said, okay, actually I'm going to bring, bring me some cake. Because he had instruction that this is the woman who is supposed to feed you. Did she listen? She said, she said, listen, as the Lord your God liveth, saying that she swears heaven and earth that she doesn't have any cake. 
by a handful of meal and a little oil in a cruise. And she said, behold, I'm going to bake a little cake that my son and I will eat and we will die. But this woman, Bible tells us that the word of the Lord had also come to her. You see the difference between Elijah and this woman. So this one had heard from God though. She had also heard from God. But when Elijah came, instead of saying, oh, okay, I've been expecting you. The Lord has spoken to me. He said, I don't have it. Many people are like that. She had heard God, but she feared. The poverty mentality had gripped her. But some of us, it's not the poverty mentality. Some of us, it's just disobedience. Self-will, as I'm saying. But you see, fear will bring doubts that can rob us of our breakthrough. To be honest with you, if you read the, the whole chapter, you realize that it wasn't Elijah who had a need. She had a greater need. She needed to be sustained throughout the famine. She needed help in her house. She, her son even eventually died. She needed more help than Elijah. And God had brought her help. And because of fear or disobedience to the word of God, she almost missed her breakthrough. May it not be that you will miss your breakthrough. May you not miss your breakthrough because of fear. May you not miss your breakthrough because of doubt. May you not miss your breakthrough because of disobedience. Hmm. So the word of God can come. But what we do with it is so important. If Elijah hadn't heard clearly and wasn't a man who was adamant where the word of God was concerned, he would have let her go. And I'm sure God would have raised somebody else. And it happens often that God bypasses us when we become disobedient or when we fail to act according to his word. I always tell people that when a vision drops, you see, it, it drops from the heavens. It's in the spiritual atmosphere. The sensitive spirit pick it. You are not the only one who has spiritual sensitivity. There are other people who are also spiritually sensitive. So sometimes the business idea is falling. The one whose spirit is sensitive will pick it. But guess who's going to make something of it? The one who ran with it. So write the vision down and make it plain. That he who reads it may run with it. How about those who read it and stayed where they were? Nothing happens. So when a rema falls or a, God gives you a vision, could be a vision about your job, your life, your children, whatever it is, you are supposed to act on the way. If you don't act on the way, you'll be surprised that next week you hear somebody is doing that same business and prospering. And it's too late for you. Rema, the word of the Lord. If Elijah hadn't pressed her, she would have missed her, her visitation. But thank God for forceful men and women of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you're putting pressure on you, it's like we are troublesome. But we're not troubled because sometimes you see, you are seeing the thing clear, but the person is not seeing. And you are counseling, you are advising. You say, one thing about counseling is that counseling is not for us. We give you the options, show you the direction. But we can't force you. It's up to you to take it. Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety to take the counsel and do it. 
but there are many people you can talk until your face is blue. And don't mind you. They'll continue to do what they are doing. Four years down the line, they'll come and say, oh, apostle, you said it all. Huh? It's past. You've wasted time. Water has gone under the bridge. You have been frustrated. And now your, your hair is falling out. You are, you are just bizarre. Meanwhile, you could have been flourishing by this time. I've seen it so many times. And so sometimes when you speak and people don't listen, just leave them and pray for them. But my earnest desire is that as the word of God comes, whether from the pulpit, whether God is speaking to you, whether in your prayer closet, whether as you're driving down the street, it just comes within your spirit, whatever and however God is speaking to you, do it. Sometimes it can save your own life. Sometimes it can save somebody's life. There are times when it, it can save somebody's life. So call somebody. Pray with that person. You haven't heard from this person for a long time. Call the person. Call the person. Call the person. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, after church. Tomorrow morning. Then you hear something. But oh, it came to my mind to call her. Too late. The word of the Lord. Tell somebody, I pray for spiritual sensitivity for you. Tell the person. Hallelujah. And obedience. Amen. The word of God can come to us, but it's our obedience that brings its effectiveness in us. So the word of God will become effective in us as we obey. Let's go to James chapter 2, reading from the verse 17 to 24. James is talking about faith and works. He said, even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, be alone. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith. And I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. The first time I read that scripture, years ago, I pondered over it. And I asked, God, what does this mean? He said, you see, it's not just about believing. Because what the Bible is saying here is that the devils also believe that there is one God. And they, they are afraid. And they tremble. But they don't obey him. That's why they are devils. So, their knowledge that God is God doesn't change them. Because they are not submitting to God or to God's word. So, you can be hearing the word of God. You can say, I believe God. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. But if you are not obeying the word of the Lord, you are just like the devils. They know, they tremble, but they don't act on it. They don't mix their knowledge with obedience, with, with the fear of the Lord, which is to love God and to hate evil. Are we clear on that? So just knowing that God is God alone doesn't help us. We must know he is God and be obedient to him. And our obedience must manifest in the works that we do. Our faith must manifest in what we do. What is our faith? We believe in one God. We believe in the Son Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. What does that do for you? In, in lieu of that, what is the life you live? What do you do with it? Is it just head knowledge? Or is it heart knowledge? And does it translate to action? It must translate to action. That's what I'm saying. Amen. 
And he says that, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Then he gives an example of Abraham. So was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac his son upon the altar? So you see, Abraham, Bible says, believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The belief or that act that God used to impute righteousness upon Abraham was not when Abraham left his father's house in Genesis chapter 12. Amen. When Abraham put Isaac on the altar, after God said, I sacrifice your son, your only son Isaac to me as a burnt offering. Abraham did not question God, but picked that boy, took him to Mount Moriah and laid him on the altar ready to stab him and kill him and burn him. And God stopped him. God said, Abraham, do not put your hand on that boy. For now I know that you fear me. Now I know. How about when he left, he left Haram? But it was a works. He said it was when he sacrificed Isaac. You see, God didn't allow him to kill him, but in his heart he had done it. And so God said, now I know and impute upon him righteousness. So Bible says that it was when he did that, when he, that work of faith in God made God impute righteousness upon him. Amen. And he became a friend of God. God said, now Abraham, you are my friend. I know that you love me even above your need. And many people who don't love God above their need, they love their need above God. But church, my earnest prayer will come to the place where we will love God above our need. So whether God provides what we want him to provide for us or not, we still love him. Whether God comes through for us, it doesn't come through for us, we still love him. Amen. So it's not just receiving the word of God, but it's what you do with the word of God. And it is the acting on the word of God that brings the manifestation of the word. We are talking about divine fulfillment. It coming to pass. It manifesting. You see, so it's believe and act. Believe and act. Somebody said believe and act. Believe and act. Yeah. And the reasons why you must believe and act or act really is that believe and act really is that number one, the word of God is, is the truth. Amen. The truth of the word of God. I always talk about truth and fact. Fact is what appears to be. Truth is what is. There are many facts in our lives. Many things we see with our eyes. But they are not the truth. The truth, the real truth, is what God has said. And what is written. Amen. So the word of God is truth. First Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this cause also we thank, thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us. You received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. So when we came to preach to you, you didn't take it out, this is our word. Like as I'm preaching, it's not my word, it's God's word. He said that, but we are thanking God that when you received the word of God from us, you didn't receive it as our word to you, but you received it as the word of God and the truth that is true. And, he said, and because of that, it effectually works in you that believe so when you receive the word of God as the truth then it has effect in you 
until you believe the word of God as truth, it will not work in you. It doesn't work in you. Because your doubt clouds and blocks it. Amen? And that is why many people do not receive fulfillment of certain prophetic promises. Because they do not mix the word with faith. They don't take it in. They've heard it, but they wonder. They heard it, but they doubt. So we, we, we must believe and act because of the truth of the word of God. Listen, I want to um, read it in the Amplified. It says that, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you receive the message of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a word of mere men, but as it truly, it, it truly is the word of God. It is true the word of God, which is effectual at work in you, which is effectually at work in you, who believing exercise its superhuman power in those who adhere to it and trust in and obey it. So when we trust in the word, we obey the word of God and adhere to it, he said it, it becomes a superhuman power in us. It becomes a superhuman power. The word of God says this. You take it in. You adhere to it. You obey it. You act on it. It works in you. I remember the first time I realized that I could pray with people for them to receive Holy Ghost baptism. I was excited. I was so excited. I was very excited. I realized that all I had to do is to teach them five, ten minutes about who the Holy Ghost is. The promise from the book of Joel. Acts chapter 2. John chapter 14, John chapter 16. And by the time I come to Acts chapter 2, and I say, lift up your hands. Pray this prayer after me. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive it. Then they start speaking to my papa. I was, I was doing it to everybody I could get my hands on. Me too. You get it. Me too. You get it. Because I now realize, oh, so I can do it. It's possible. Because it, I believed and because I believe it was becoming effective. You can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. You can cast out devils. I'm speaking to somebody here. You can, you, you, you can do the works of Christ. Jesus said that it is more expedient for you that he goes. Because if he doesn't go, he will not come back. When he goes, he will send to us a comforter. Hallelujah. It is more important. You can do the works of God and greater works than this. He said, shall you do because I go to my father. You can do it. But you got to believe it. When you believe it and you step out in faith, you see greater works following you. So, so you know, me, I'm shy. You are not shy. You are shy because you say you are shy and you think you are shy. You just imagine you are not shy and see what you will do. You are not shy. When you are with friends, are you shy? So why is the one you say, come and talk on the pulpit, say, I'm shy? That's a lie. Superhuman power works within us. When we adhere to the word of God, believe it, receive it, and trust in it, and act upon it. Hallelujah. I'm challenging you this morning to rise up to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Believe and act. Believe and act. Thirdly, we must believe and act because of the potency 
of the word of God. What about potent? What about the power? The power. Somebody say power. The power of the word. Word of God is powerful. The word of, I'm sure when Dr. Ruby said Jesus, that man became confused. So he didn't even say it loud. He just whispered it. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. As soon as he said Jesus, I mean, it threw the guy into confusion. I'm pointing a gun at you. You won't duck for cover. You are saying Jesus and trying to tackle me. What boldness was that? I'm sure angels, I mean, came at once. Can you imagine? But that is the word of God. It strengthens us. It empowers us. It makes us fearless. The Bible said the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. The righteous. Why are we bold? Because we have the surety of the potency of the word of God that backs us. The word of God is powerful. There's nothing like the word. The word is powerful. Oh, I don't know what situation you have been in, but for me, I've been in situations where all I had to do was to speak the word. Speak the word. Could be just one scripture, but as I confess, the strength starts coming. Demons are dispelled when you begin to speak the word. The power of the word of God. Hebrews 4, 12 says that for the word of God is quick. It is sharp. That's what the quick means. Quick, it is sharp and powerful. It's active. Powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. To the joints and marrow. And into the intents and the purpose of men's hearts. The word of God. It is sharp. It is active. It is powerful. It's powerful. Because how can you know, a word just come and change and reorder things? Peace be still and the sea is calm. The word. So the word of God is powerful. But you think, you see, until we come to the understanding, we just take it as mere words. The Bible you hold in your hand is a powerful tool powerful weapon against the enemy. It's a full I mean full word of God. In the olden days people used to just show demons possess people the Bible and the demons are coming out. Because they knew there's a word of God being lifted. But this is the demons have come they're a bit more sophisticated. <laughs> you need to speak the word. So don't put your Bible under your pillow and sleep and think that's all. Read it. Tell somebody read it. Give the Lord a clap offering. The word of God is powerful. And that is why we must believe it and act upon it. Would you, would you rather believe the word of God, which is the truth, or the words of men? Or sometimes even your own thoughts? Because our thoughts can be so wicked and troublesome. Sometimes they will just put it in your mind. You're going to die. Then you become consumed with it. You're going to die. You will die. You're going to die. Then you are going, you're good now. Ah! Somebody say, ah, this is your business to fail. Look at other businesses. See this Auntie Mary's business? Sister, this is business. Brother Kujo's business. Look at your business. And they will haunt you. The words! The words! So this one's business is prospering. This one's life is doing well. You see this one's children? How they are doing well? Look at your children. Look at their back teeth and all that. It's your mind. 
and the enemy, his words. But are you just going to sit down, church, and allow the enemy to speak his N words and you take it? Oh, you need to counteract it with the word of God. Someone said the word of the Lord. That's your weapon. Amen. It is potent against all the negative thoughts, all the negative words. People are speaking about you. They are saying you are this, you are that. And you, you take that in and you are so discouraged. Because people say that eh, you are too short or you are too fat. They should come and add height to you. You know? Hey! Don't take the words of men. Don't take the words of men. Take the word of God. What is the word of God saying about you? He said, because you are precious in my sight. That you are precious. He said, therefore, I will give men for your sake. Ethiopia and Seba for your life. You are precious and you are honorable. People don't think you are honorable. That's their business. You are very honorable. Look at a fine girl like you. Fine man like you. Are you not honorable? Oh, come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a clap offering. If they don't see, it is their business. But as for you, you are seeing. Your father says that you are precious and you are honorable. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You are smart and you are intelligent. You have the mind of Christ. Is somebody in this house this morning? Oh, come on. So, I mean, I don't listen to those things, oh. But it doesn't affect me. It's like water on a duck's back. Just slide off. No problem. What we must take in is the potency of the word of God. Who does God say we are? What does God say about us? The word of the Lord is also pure. The Bible says it is tested. Okay, it's Bible says the word of the Lord, the words of the Lord are pure words. No evil. No evil in the word of God. The word of God is pure, undefiled. It's holy. Amen. And so it's like silver that is tried in a furnace of fire seven times. You know how they, 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 they purify silver? They take it through fire and then they skim what they call the dross, the impurities. And then they take it through fire again. And then they skim the impurities. And so, the more they skim it, the purer the silver. So, if they want real good silver, they keep on skimming. Taking, it goes through more fire. And they keep on skimming it. Until it becomes pure. No dross. And that's why sometimes, in our lives also, you may be going through fire. Sometimes it's just a refining process. Amen. But the word of God is what I'm talking about. It says that it is like silver that has gone through fire seven times. Pure. Undefiled. No impurities. It is tested. The word of God abides forever. So everything will pass away. But his word will never pass away. I'm talking to why you ought to believe and act on the word of God. In order to bring fulfillment to your life. Amen. It is tried. Bible says, as for God, his ways are perfect. And the word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those who trusted him. The word of the Lord is tried. It's, it's a tried and tested theory. People have tried the word. 
People have tested it and it works. Tell somebody the word works. Hallelujah. Finally, I want to say that we ought to believe and act on the word of God because it brings a performance. The word of God always brings a performance. You know, there's a time in Samuel chapter 30 where David had um, people come and rob him and his men, rob them of their possessions, their wives, their children, everything. The Bible said they wept until they could not find any more strength to weep and his men, you know, threatened to stone him because he had taken them to battle. Being a leader is not easy. But anyway, David went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord, should I pursue the enemy? Will I overtake? Will I recover all? He inquired of the word of the law. He asked God, what is your opinion? And God said, get up. Run after them. Pursue. You overtake and you surely recover all. So when the word of the Lord came to him, he had the boldness and the assurance that there would be a performance. So he pursued. And truly, he did recover all. You know, in, in Israel, in those days, they also had a means of asking God. They had these two stones which were on the ephod. So they should put on the ephod of the high priest, which was called the Urim and the Thummim. The Urim was a white stone and the Thummim was a black stone. So it was a, a simple um, yes or no answer. You know, we say like multiple, what they call it, test question. So if they say, gosh, we go to battle and they'll throw the stones. If the white comes up, yes. If it's black, no. And one was on the effort. If the white gleams, then yes. If the black gleams, no. So in different dispensations, we see that people have always inquired of God in different ways. But praise be to God that we today don't need the human assuming. Don't say, where do they sell some? So we have the witness of the Holy Spirit. Bible says, who has known the mind of God that he may instruct him? His spirit. So who knows the things that are in a man more than his spirit that is in him? So the Holy Spirit, who knows the mind of God, who is God, now lives and resides in us. And so now it is even easier for us to know the mind of God and to know the direction that we ought to take and to hear the word of the Lord that brings us direction. Listen, you are not sure of that business. Ask God. You are not sure of that relationship. My brother, ask God. Don't just be there. Ask God. The word of the Lord will come. And with the word of the Lord will bring fulfillment. David recovered everything according to the word of the Lord. To bring it down and to bring it home. Mary received a visitation from an angel. That she, a virgin, was going to have a child. Conceive and bring forth. How can this be? I don't know. Man. So the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you will conceive. And the thing that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of the Highest. So I'm your handmaiden. Be done unto me according to your will. She received the word of the Lord as the word of the Lord. And she yielded in obedience to it. And so when she went to Elizabeth, Elizabeth said to her that 
Blessed is she who believes the word of the Lord has been spoken to her because there shall be a performance. So blessed is the one who believes the word of the Lord that has been spoken to her. So the key was not that she had received the word. The key was her belief. She believed it. So there shall be a performance. This morning I close on this as we finish this 14 day prayer and fasting. That there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance of the word of God that he has spoken concerning your life. There will be a performance of the word of God that he has spoken concerning your family, concerning your children. There will be a performance. The word will not fail because the word cannot fail. Are we together this morning? There shall be a performance. Say, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah. This morning I say, and the word of the Lord came to you. The word of the Lord came to Leanne. And the word of the Lord came. Mention your name. And the word of the Lord came. And I declare that the word of the Lord will come to us. There's no way you have been standing at the throne of God, before the throne of God all these 14 days. Praying day and night. Coming for meetings every night. Talking and praying. Ah, surely God has heard you. I said, surely God has heard you. And God will speak. And every other voice that has been speaking will be silenced. God will speak. And there shall be a performance of every word that God has spoken concerning your life. And of all his promises, none of them shall fail. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to raise up your hands unto the Lord. Lord, speak to me. I open my ears to you. Eli said to Samuel, that go back to bed. And when he calls again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth. This morning, you want to pray that prayer unto God. Lord, I have called upon you. I have prayed about my life. I've prayed about my health. I've prayed about the fulfillment of these things in my life. Now, oh Lord, speak. By your word, give me direction. By your word, instruct my reins. Let me know what to do. And by your word, let there be a performance. Talk to God, somebody. Lord, I yield to you. That I'll be obedient to the voice of your word. We won't run around in circles anymore. We will not be confused anymore. Our lives will not become a dry ground. Be a fruitful land.
Talk to God, somebody. I need your word. Let your word come to me. Give me a spirit that is quick. A sensitive spirit. This morning I pray that may the spiritual ears of the people of God be open. May your sight be open. May your spirit be quick to receive the instruction and the direction of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. The Lord, you bring us to a place of fulfillment where your word, God, becomes supernatural and superhuman power that is at work in us and through us. This morning, Lord, I thank you for your people bless their lives. And Lord, after these 14 days, my God, lead them beside still waters. Instruct their reins. Work interventions in their lives. Work miracles in their lives. Show yourself strong on their behalf. Heal the sick among them. Deliver the oppressed among them. Open financial storehouse upon those who are in need. Make way for those who think there's no way. Glorify your name, O God. But above all, Father, I pray. Lord, let your word be exalted in the life of your people. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. That it is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Lord, I command the blessing of divine fulfillment upon the entire ministry. Every member and even, even those who joined in the fast. I pray the Lord may the reward of seeking your face, that blessing come upon your people. This morning, I command that blessing upon your people. And I declare that testimony after testimony after testimony will come forth even through this fast. The Lord bless you. Continue to favor you. Exalt your horn like the horn of the unicorn. May he surround you with songs of deliverance. Make your way perfect. Establish your going on. In the name of Jesus. May the hand of the Lord lift you higher. May he perform his good counsel concerning your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. May he make your horn stronger than that of your adversaries. In the mighty name of Jesus. I bless you church. With the blessing of fulfillment of vision. Fulfillment of purpose. Fulfillment of destiny. Fulfillment of the word of God. That has been spoken over your life. And to your life. In Jesus name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Oh, no.